This story is called Brave Margaret, and it's based on an Irish folktale. If you're ready for a story, put your hands on your head. If you're ready for a story, put your hands in the air. If you're ready for a story, put your hands anywhere. When I say crick, you'll say crick, crick. A long time ago, there was a woman with really long red hair. And she lived all by herself on an island in the county Donegal. How she ended up on that island, nobody knows. But she made a good life for herself. She would walk around the edges of the island and collect pieces of ship that had been shipwrecked. And she built herself a little house. She had some cows. She would milk them and make cheese. But her favorite thing to do was to take her cows to the very top of the island where there was a great big pasture for the cows to eat. And there was a rock that was almost like a chair. And she would sit on that rock and she would look out into the sea. And she would wonder what lay beyond across the ocean. One day she was up there wondering when all of a sudden she looked down and she saw that a ship was lowering its sails in the cove. She got so excited. She ran down. She was going so fast that when the captain of the ship was coming up the same path to meet her, she knocked him over. He fell on the ground. She helped him up. She said, I'm so sorry. What, uh, what, what, what is your name? My name is Simon. I'm the captain of the ship down below. My men and I have been at sea for a long time, and we have run out of food. We noticed with our spyglass that you have some cows. We would like to purchase one of your cows. She looked at him and she said, my cows are not for sale. Did you not hear what I said, ma'am? My men and I have run out of food. We've all got families back at home, and if we don't get some food, we're going to starve. Please, I'll give you a bag of gold for one of your cows. Way more than it's worth. Did you not hear what I said? My cows are not for sale. Didn't you hear what I said? We're going to starve. But I'll give you my cows if you agree to my terms. What'd be the terms? Oh, you take me with you on your ship, and you can have all my cows. His face turned white. Back then, there was a superstition that if a woman was on a ship, it would sink. And he knew if he brought her on the ship, the men would be very upset. He also knew that if he brought her on the ship, maybe she too would start liking him the way he liked her. So he agreed. And she said, great, let me go get my things. And she ran up and she got the cows and she went to her house and she got all the things she wanted to bring with her. And when the men saw the cows coming across onto the ship, they were so excited. They were finally going to eat. They were going to have some burgers and some steaks. But when they saw Margaret follow the cows onto the ship, they glared at Simon. What's the meaning of this? said the first mate. 
It's the only way we're going to eat. It's either her and the cows or none at all. It's just going to be fine. The men started to whisper. Do you know what happens when we bring a woman on the ship? But soon everybody was eating and they forgot all about Margaret and Margaret. She ran to the front of the boat and when the wind overtook the sails and that boat took off, she was so happy she couldn't wait to see what lay beyond. Well, they sailed for three days without any problems. And on the third day, the wind completely stopped. The sails just hung limply from the mast. The men started to whisper again, This is because there's a woman on board. Oh, shush, everybody down below, start rowing. And so all the men went to the bottom of the deck, and they started rowing. There were oars that stuck out of the ship. And Margaret, she went down there with the men. They couldn't believe how strong she was. She rowed just like the rest of them. And so they rowed for three days. Simon was up above steering the boat, and on the third day he yelled at them to stop. They said, oh, are the, are the winds back? No, come up and see for yourself. And when they came up, they saw why he told them to stop rowing. The fog was so thick that you couldn't even see your hand if you outstretched it in front of you. I'm afraid we'll run into something. I can't see where we're going. And the whispers increased about the red woman. Well, they drifted for three days, doing nothing, and the whispers increased. Well, after three days of just drifting, all of a sudden, the ship started to rock, and the waves started to come up over the side of the boat, and the waves started to be higher, and all of a sudden, out of that sea came the most hideous sea serpent you've ever seen. Its sharp teeth were sh shiny and glaring at them, and it rose up above the ship and said, Give me the red woman. Well, Simon had fallen in love with Margaret. He immediately drew out his sword, pulled it, and held it up to the sea serpent and said, Never. And all the men did the same thing. Go ahead. One, two, three. Pull out your swords. Never. And the sea serpent went right back into the ocean. The men were giving themselves slaps on the back. We did it. Scared him away. We didn't even have to fight. We're so brave and strong. We scared that thing away. Until one of the men noticed Margaret had lowered herself off the ship in a little raft. She was rowing away from the ship as fast as she could because she didn't want anybody to get hurt on her account. And they watched with horror as the sea serpent followed her. She was rowing as fast as she could, but there was no way she could outrow that sea serpent. They watched in horror as the sea serpent came out of the water and was about to devour her. She knew she would have one chance. And she waited. And she waited until she could feel the breath of the sea serpent on her skin. And she took out the axe she had hidden in her dress. 
and she pulled it out, and just before the sea serpent was about to swallow her up, she took out that axe and threw it right into its maw, and that axe flipped and turned and cut that sea serpent in two. Its head went one way, and its body went the other, and then those two parts began to circle each other in the water and make a whirlpool and draw in clouds and storm and a raging storm started to hit the seas. The waves were 20 feet tall and Margaret's little boat got pushed across the ocean and slammed onto a distant beach. Her little boat broke apart and she was knocked unconscious. She woke up an hour later, and the first thing she thought about was Simon. She looked out at the raging sea, and she thought, my poor Simon, he's probably clinging to a little piece of the ship. There's no way the ship, it's all my fault that the ship was wrecked. She wanted to get in her boat and go rescue him, but when she turned around, her boat was in pieces. So she turned her back to the sea, and when she looked inland, she saw a glow of fire. And when she walked to the glow of fire, she found a little cottage. An old woman let her in and gave her warm clothes and something warm to eat. And she sat in that cottage and she looked around and there was nothing special. It had a dirt floor and a little table and simple little cottage. But when she looked above the fireplace, she saw something magnificent. There was a gold sword. The handle was a dragon with a tail that wrapped around. It had emeralds for eyes. She couldn't believe it. She said, Mom, that's extraordinary. Where did you get such a thing? Oh, dearie, it's a long story. Well, the storm doesn't seem to be dying down. Maybe you could tell it to me. I used to be a queen. I had my own castle, servants, minstrels, musicians. I had a fool, made me laugh. All gone. A giant came one day, chased everyone out. And all I've got left is that sword and that ring. There was a little string hanging from the sword with a ring on it. Whoever can fit that ring will be able to lift that sword. And whoever can lift that sword will be able to slay my giant. That's extraordinary. Have you, have you tried to, to, to send out advertisements and let people know that you're looking for a champion? Have I? I've offered rewards of gold. Men have come from all over the earth. And no one's been able to succeed? Ah, they come, they try on the ring, it doesn't fit. They try to take down the sword, they can't. And so they think they can kill the giant with their own sword. Oh, look, it's clearing. And the old woman pointed out the window and Margaret could see the castle. It was on a cliff and in front of the castle, the whole ground was white. You see that white? Those are the bones of all the ones who've tried to slay the giant with their own swords. And so I wait. She goes, well, 
I'll tell you this. When I leave here, I'll be telling everybody I know about you and your story, and maybe I'll find your champion to come. That's awfully nice of you. But it would be really nice if you could help me fix my roof. So Margaret stayed, and she fixed the roof. She also fixed her own little boat. After three days, she couldn't take it anymore. Once her little boat was fixed, she just wanted to go and find Simon. She was afraid he was clinging to some little piece of the boat floating aimlessly in the ocean. And she went and she came and she told the old woman that she was going to have to leave now. And just then there was a knock on the door. Get the door. It was Simon. This is the man I've been telling you about, the one I wanted to go find out and make sure he's okay. Simon, I've been worried about you. I've been fixing my boat so I could come and rescue you. We've been sailing for three days trying to find you. I'm so glad you're okay. And they embraced, and they forgot the old woman was in the room. <clears throat> oh, oh, well, we'll be going now. I'll be taking her with me if she'll come. Gladly, I'll be going with you. Thank you so much for housing me for three days, and, and maybe we'll tell people about the champion you need. You're not going anywhere. What do you mean? Yeah, she's a free woman. You can't keep her here. And Simon tried to pull out his sword, and the old woman laughed. <laughs> you can no sooner pull out that sword then she can take a step. And it was true. She couldn't move her feet. They were stuck to the ground. And he couldn't pull out his sword. What's the meaning of this? Well, I've offered gold for a champion to come and slay the giant that stole my castle. Maybe it's not gold. Maybe I need a beautiful red-haired woman to attract the champion. What giant are you talking about? I'll slay any giant there is for Margaret. And Margaret looked at him and she started begging. She said, please, Simon, no, you mustn't. Look out there, that white is all the bones of the men who've tried. You can't do it. She said, hold on, maybe he's the champion. But when Simon tried on the ring, it didn't fit. When he tried to take down the sword, he couldn't. But like all the others, he said, I've got my own sword. I can slay 15 giants for you, Margaret. She begged him, please don't do it. I'm telling you, we could just stay here and wait. We can go and help find him. Just like you wouldn't sell me your cows, you can't change my mind about this. And soon there was a horse in front of the little house, and he got on it, and he rode to the castle. And Margaret was so angry, she got up and she started kicking things around the house. Now, look what you've done. Sweetie, you want to see? She brought out a little glass of powder, and she sprinkled it in the fireplace. And right there in the fire, you could see the picture of the castle. You could hear and see everything. You could hear the giant's footsteps. You could hear Simon's horse steps. You could hear giant, who's come to slay me now? 
And Simon, you could hear his voice as he held his sword up in the air and said, It is I, Simon, and for Margaret. And he dashed at the giant. He nicked the giant in the arm, and the giant bellowed and swung and knocked Simon right off his horse. He lay lifeless on the ground, and Margaret got so mad, she jumped up out of her chair and said, Look what you did now, you old hag! And she ripped the ring off the string and put it right on her finger. She put her hands up and picked the sword right up. What fools we are, thinking the only champions would be a man. It's I who's your giant slayer. Well, how about that? She got on the horse, and she rode, and when the giant saw a woman with red hair coming after him, he laughed. Now they're sending a woman. Oh, let me put on my blindfold so you don't have to, oh, so I'll give you a fighting chance. A woman they're sending, oh, so desperate they are to kill me. And the giant put a blindfold on. He started saying, come on, Brady, I can smell you. Come on, Brady, come on. Well, she got so mad, she held that beautiful sword up and said, for Simon, and the first thing she did was slice the blindfold off the giant so he could see. Oh, oh yeah, you want me to see, eh? Well, she swung around, and with that sword, she cut the giant right through the knees, bringing him to the ground. And he hobbled around, swinging that club. He almost hit her, but she ducked. And then she swung that sword right through his neck. And the giant fell in two parts. Well, Margaret didn't care about the giant. She went over to where Simon was laying lifeless on the ground. She started weeping. And that's when the old woman came by. When she saw the old woman, she said, Look what you've done. If it wasn't for you, I could have lived happily ever after. And now look. Sweetie, what has been done might still be undone. And she took that bottle of powder she had the one she put in the fireplace, and she put some of the powder on her forehead. And right in front of Margaret's eyes, she transformed into a beautiful young queen with a crown and her royal robes. Maybe it'll help your Simon. Well, she grabbed that bottle out of her hand and she poured the whole bottle on top of Simon. And Simon sputtered to life. <coughs> what? What happened? What happened? She showed him the ring on her finger. She showed him the sword in her hand, and she pointed to the dead giant and said, It was I. Fools, we were thinking the only champion could be a man. It is I. Well, it's a fairy tale, so you know what happened next. They all lived... And that's the end of that. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the stories. And remember, the way to love a story is to tell it. Share it with somebody else. Put it in your own words. Change it. Make it your own. And tell your own stories. And most importantly, live your story. Life can be a fairy tale.